This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast on teaching our kids about anxiety in this culture of fear, this culture of the coronavirus. There are the facts about the coronavirus. There are the precautions and safety measures. Then there's the anxiety. Now is a perfect time to discuss and teach our kids about anxiety. Difficult things are worsened by anxiety. The lens we view the world is tarnished by elevated fear and anxiety. Right now in our culture, there is a catastrophizing that is taking over. It's leading to cancellations of everything. If you want some simple psychology tools on dealing with anxiety, check out my book, Anxiety Disorders Made Simple. There are simple and straightforward tools that we can teach our kids that can help them counter this culture of fear. This is a great time to discuss taking precautions for health versus anxiety and avoidance. So here's the current debate. Is this coronavirus a serious pandemic or is it the average flu? The Surgeon General right now says the risk is low to the average American. So caution? Yes. Take precautions. Take, do have safety measures and protocols in place for each home and each office? Yes. Panic? No. Does anxiety make things appear and feel worse than they actually are? Absolutely. What does anxietizing do? Well, it is a tendency to see, feel, notice, observe, and perceive all through the amygdala rather than the frontal lobe. The amygdala is our emotional center of the brain. We tend to feel and not not think. What about catastrophizing? This is when a problem, a legitimate problem, is viewed as a catastrophe. We tend to only focus on how it will be a worst-case scenario. In this process, we feel the worst-case scenario. Worry runs wild. We can't control our worries. Heart palpitations, trembling, chest pressure, feeling on edge, feeling like we're going to die. What about the anxious brain? Yes, or amygdala takes over. So in in 1984, Paul Ekman coined the term flooding. What happens is the amygdala, the emotional center of the brain, floods the frontal lobe, floods the prefrontal cortex. So so the the, uh, prefrontal cortex, its functions are to learn, abstract, inhibit, reason, problem solve, critical think, critically think, uh, have clarity in the midst of the fog reason through things. All of this gets overtaken by the amygdala. One of my favorite metaphors is from the movie, the old movie, Footloose. Uh, Remember with um, uh, Kevin Bacon and Footloose? Remember, it's like, welcome to our new town, and now you're going to get in this tractor, and you're going to drive this tractor into that other tractor playing chicken. Right, and while he's getting instructions from his, his new friend, the other friend is tying Ren's, the character Ren, is tying his shoelace to the accelerator pedal. Well, as you recall, he's trying to jump off the tractor repeatedly, but he couldn't get loose because his shoelaces were tied to the accelerator pedal. So the the other guy ended up driving his tractor into the pond, and then he's jumping up and down, and he won. Um, but think about that now. With that's what panic is like. Our, our foot is tied to the accelerator pedal, and we're unable to push the brakes. We just slide 
rather than decide. We slide into panic mode. That's what that's what goes on when our foot is on the accelerator pedal and the amygdala takes over. It's a flooding. And we end up flooding emotionally instead of thinking. It's an emotional reasoning process. And we are sliding rather than deciding. We need to stop the brain. We need to get in the moment. We need to re-engage the frontal lobe. Here are some techniques where you, that you can apply to re-engage the frontal lobe. Recite the alphabet backwards. Spell your kid's name backwards. Then think about one thing you are grateful for for each kid, about this kid. We need to stop and smell. Notice five things you can see, something you can touch. We need to stop and breathe. Inhale four seconds. Hold for four seconds. And exhale for four seconds. By the way, holding brings down the heart rate. We need to be in the moment. We need to breathe. We need to be mindful. We need to notice. We need to be grateful. We need to be slow eaters. Eat slowly. Chefs know the value of mindful eating. You know, each bite savoring. We need to be able to savor and be present. Listen to know, listen to one another and stop the brain's tendency to emotionally reason. And let's remember that the media can be sensationalistic. That means that the coverage of the coronavirus has been and will be sensationalistic. Sensationalism is a type of editorial tactic in mass media. So look up the definition. It's interesting. Events and topics and news stories are selected and worded to excite the greatest number of readers and viewers, right? So there, so the, there, there are words, and there's research that shows that vocabulary can activate the sympathetic nervous system in a more elevated way. And that's what goes on when the mass media is being sensational. This style of news report encourages biased impressions of events rather than neutrality and may cause a manipulation to the truth of a story. So we have to remember that this sensationalism in the media can take a legitimate problem and make it a catastrophe, which has led to a ton of cancellations. I want to encourage you to be fearless. And to my fellow brothers and sisters of faith, uh, A.W. Tozer says, a scared world needs a fearless church. And as Richard Crisco has pointed out, this is not a time to close doors. This is a time to open the doors and pray. It is a time for the church to be the house of prayer for all nations. These are supernatural days, and this is from Crisco, the demand for the supernatural to flow through the people of God. This is our time to arise. I am exploding with excitement and joy as I anticipate great things ahead. Uh, says Richard Crisco. So I want to encourage all of you, now is the time to open the doors and pray. Pray for older adults. Many of them are scared. And with the sensational media, um, and it used to be that ESPN was an escape from CNN, but 
not anymore. And so it's only going to grow more. Their fear is only going to grow more as the virus spreads. But I want to bring us back to uh, a recent quote that's going around social media, and, and it's by an infectious diseases specialist. And his last words are um, impressed me. He says, but mostly I'm scared about what message we are telling our kids when faced with a threat. Instead of reason, rationality, open-mindedness, and altruism, we are telling them to panic, to be fearful, to be suspicious, to be reactionary, and self-interested. So let's counter that. Let's counter that. And let's use reason and rationality, open-mindedness, and most of all, with love, let's reach out, let's open our doors, and let's pray. Um, And most of all, let's be peaceful. So take this time to teach our kids about anxiety and the culture of fear, and let's counter this culture of fear with peace. We can be peaceful. This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast on teaching our kids about anxiety and this culture of fear.